0: This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Rava. Alright, so this morning we are going to start a series of teaching and I'm not exactly sure how long it will be. I expect it to be at least three or four parts possibly, but I want to assure you that it is going to bless you abundantly stay with us on the journey follow through everything will come up on the screen and i know that this is something god wants us to hear specifically in this time i believe that this is truly a word in season in this time and so be encouraged sit back get ready to receive Focus on the screen. Everything will be on there. And of course, if you'd like to follow in your Bible and take notes, that's entirely... I mean, you do church the way you do church. But I want to encourage you, more than anything, receive what God has for us today. Amen. Praise God. All right, so here is the title of our series that we're starting with today. And we are titling the series, Why Persevere Through Hardship? And this is part one. So why persevere through hardship? Well, you know, hardships are there. We all face hardships. We're all going to face hardships. Jesus said so. But it's important for us to persevere through them. Not to get stuck in them. Not to get discouraged by them. Not to get demotivated by them. Not to give up on faith. Not to give up on God. Not to have a pity party or just have a terrible reaction to it. No you'll see that God has actually provided for us in and through Jesus, through the finished work of the cross. And by His grace, He has provided for us a means to persevere through hardship. And so I want to just share that with you today. And we're going to look at different aspects in the series. And I'm really excited about sharing it all with you. Now today specifically, I'm going to lay a foundation for the series, So yeah, in the beginning it may seem like, okay, yeah, I know that, yeah, I know that. But towards the end of this message, I want to share with you a powerful illustration that I believe is going to just illustrate and ignite something in you that is just going to build up your confidence in God, in His Word, in the finished work of the cross, and just help us persevere through any hardship we face. You may be going through something now. So I believe this will help you as well. And then in the weeks to come or the sessions to come, um, I'm so excited. I mean, I had to hold myself back when I was preparing for today because there's just so much that I want to share with you that is so exciting and so powerful that it's motivating, encouraging. So to begin, let's first take a look at what it means to persevere. And I don't have it on the screen, but I'm going to read it to you as I've got it here as the definition What does it mean to persevere? Because we want to understand why persevere through hardship, through troubles, through problems, through trials, through tribulations. Why do we want to persevere through them? And not just let them defeat us, not just give up, not just quit. Well, here's what it means to persevere. To persevere means to persist in a course of action, attitude or belief despite difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. To continue to strive toward a goal despite setbacks or challenges. To keep going and not give up. That's what it means to persevere. Regardless of what you face, what you are faced with, You are going to push through. You are going to hold fast to what you believe. You are going to trust God. And ultimately, you are going to overcome. And you're not going to let it defeat you. Now, some hardships go on for a long time. Some people, in actual fact, go through their whole life with a hardship. But praise God that ultimately these hardships don't go with us into eternity they don't last forever and i'm not saying we should just take it and accept it and live with it no we need to keep trusting god this is why this series is titled why persevere through hardship i want to encourage you i want to encourage me to persevere through hardship regardless of how long it goes on for we are going to persevere and push through, and to be quite honest with you, <clears throat> I know sometimes people wonder you know, for us as a church, concerning everything we've gone through and everything we're going through at the moment, you know, just why hold on, why persevere, why keep going, why not just you know, give up, move on. Well, you know, like I said before, unless God tells me to, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to trust Him. Now, you know, if we compare ourselves to other people, other ministries, yes, you might say this, and, and your legalistic people will judge us any which way they want. But the point is, this is that we are going to persist through this hardship. And I know, I know that we are going to get through it. Amen. And so I want to encourage you part of those messages from the heart and my own experience. And I wanted to encourage you whenever you are faced with hardship, whatever you are faced with today, I believe this is going to bless you. Now, Let me lay again the little bit of a foundation before I share with you what I want to share with you today. And the first thing that I want to point out to us is is that we will face hardship in this life. Jesus said so. But He also didn't say just accept it and just live with it. He actually encouraged us to persevere through it. And so let's have a look at John chapter 16 verse 33. The second part of that verse from the Amplified Translation. And this is Jesus speaking. Watch what he says. In the world, in other words, in this life, you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted. Can you see he's telling us to be persistent? Be filled with joy. I have overcome The world. In other words, this isn't going to last forever. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. Now, there's so much that we can say there, but some of the things that I want to point out to you is is that Jesus says, yes, you are going to face hardship. He says, but have a good attitude about it because He says, I have already overcome it. In other words, it's not going to last forever. But also at the same time, He's saying, The basis of your victory is me and what I have done. He's he's talking about himself. So when we face hardship, we don't have to get the victory to overcome that hardship. We need to stand on the victory that Jesus got for us already through the finished work of the cross to overcome, to persevere through that victory. This is why he was encouraging us to persevere in the midst of hardship, because we are going to get through it on the basis of his victory. Amen. And so that's encouraging, but we see that, that we will face hardships. And then the second thing is is that we see there is, is that we need to persevere through hardships. Look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 from the Passion Translation. Paul, writing here, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says, Though we experience every kind of pressure, in other words, hardship, watch what he says next, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. In other words, things get so bad, it's like, what do we do? How do we get out of this? He says, but quitting is not an option. Now, he's not boasting in himself and his ability. He's talking about the victory in Jesus. Then he says, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. So even though it may feel like God is not there, He is there. He hasn't left you. He says, we may be knocked down, but not out. I love that last statement. We may be knocked down for a little while, but you're not going to be knocked out. Praise God for that. So he is talking about the wonderful victory In Jesus and so we see in that portion Paul himself who was an awesome apostle as you know he says I have faced hardship and you know if we were to look at the hardships that he faced I don't know how many people can say they faced what he faced but the point is is that on the basis of the victory he understood he had in Jesus he says no matter what comes I'm not going to be crushed Quitting is not an option and I know that God hasn't left me and I know that I may be knocked down here and there, but I'm not going to be knocked out. I'm going to get up. Remember when they stoned him? I believe they stoned him to death and I believe he rose from the dead. That couldn't knock him out. You see, God is not going to let that happen. Why? Because we have victory in Jesus because he loves us. So really the exhortment, the encouragement here is for us to persevere through hardship, I'm not saying just accept it and live with it, but it's the reality. <clears throat> in this fallen world, we are going to face hardship. and But yet, we have God's backing. We have the victory in Jesus. And therefore, we need to just persevere through it. In other words, look at the hardship. Yes, it's there. Yes, it's affecting you. But don't let it get in you. Don't let it dominate and take over your heart your mind, your soul. You keep your heart and mind on the victory you have in Jesus. Amen. Why? Because hardships ultimately are temporal. They're not going to last forever. And you know, even if it's something that someone goes through their whole life with, it is going to come to an end. Now by saying that, I'm not saying just accept it for this life. We need to believe and trust God and But we need to persist through it, regardless of how long it goes on. And again, I'm saying, don't just accept it. I'm not saying that at all. But we need to persist through it. But we need to remember that hardships are temporal. They have an expiry date, and they will come to an end. Even the psalmist said, Even even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me, he said. So he spoke about going through the valley. In other words, he didn't get stuck in the valley. He didn't overwhelm him. And so that's the heart of God. He's telling us hardships are temporal. They will come to an end. And you may say, well, you have no idea. I know some people who had it their whole life. Okay, but when their life ended, that hardship also ended. And they're not, they didn't take that hardship with them. That hardship didn't follow them into heaven. Now, you know, that's... <laughs> that that's good for us to know that, but God wants us to be victorious in this life, and that's why I'm sharing this word with you as well. Look at two Corinthians chapter four, verse seventeen and eighteen, talking about hardships being temporal. Watch what it says. We view, watch us, our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. That is so loaded and powerful. He says. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. Now, let's leave that on for a moment. I want to point out some things there to you. He says that our hardships, they are slight, short-lived when you look at them in terms of eternity. In other words, if you think about your eternal future and where you are going to be for eternity, that perspective needs to affect you how you look at temporal hardships in this life. In other words, be eternally minded when you face hardship. And then he um, backs up that point in verse 18. He says, because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, talking about the hardship, he says, but on what is unseen. He's talking about eternity and the spiritual supernatural realm. He says, for what is seen is temporary, but what is seen, what is unseen, I'm sorry, is eternal. Praise God for that. Amen. And so, From there, too, you can see that God wants us to view hardship or hardships in the light of eternity. Or let me put it this way. He wants us anchored in the eternal when we are faced with hardship. In other words, He wants us focused. This is God. He wants us focused on the unseen in the seen. Amen. In other words, focus on what you don't see with your naked eye. Focus on the spiritual realities. Focus on the eternal reality. And that's the kind of mindset that must influence you when you are faced with these natural, seen, tangible situations. In other words, the mindset we need to have is that of the eternal realm while we live in the natural realm, the temporary realm. That's what he's saying. So let me emphasize and point, uh, say some things about that a little bit more. So you see this so far that in what we've just seen there, in relation to hardships, this is that there are two realms to consider when facing hardships. In other words, when you are faced with a situation, when you are faced with trouble, with difficulty, with adversity, with hardships, you have a choice because you are faced with two realms in that situation. The natural realm where you see the hardship and you see what it does, it's doing to you and how it affects you. And then there is the unseen realm, the invisible realm, the spiritual realm that is also at play in that situation. And we've just seen, he says, when you are faced with the seen, focus on the unseen because the unseen will help you persist, will help you persevere and get through the seen hardship. And that's something that we need to be reminded of, because that is one of the ways that we persist, that we persevere, that we overcome hardship. Amen. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 3, again from the Passion, as far as making that point. He says, Faith, in other words, believing, empowers us, To see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. Now watch this next phrase. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Look at that real carefully. When God was creating everything, He spoke. He used His words. And His words in essence, tapped into the invisible, eternal realm. And that realm gave birth to the natural, visible realm. So even God himself applies that principle. He himself applied that principle to create. And he continues to do that. He speaks it. And so what we see there, talking about those two realms, is, is that there is a visible realm that we live in. And there is an invisible realm that we also live in. We just don't see it. And so, when we face with hardship, we have a choice: Am I going to invest myself in the visible and let it have let it have its way with me, or am I going to focus on the invisible realm that is with me and for me, and allow that to change the visible realm? It's pretty powerful. You see, we can say it different ways. So, for example, we see that, that what is seen was made out of what is unseen. Because that's what happened with God. He spoke it. And what is seen was made out of what was unseen. And that, that's the very same principle we are encouraged to apply. Remember, we just read it. To apply when we face with hardship. In other words, what is visible was made from the invisible. That's what we saw God do, and earlier in Corinthians, that's what Paul said we need to do. In other words, the way that your visible is going to change and alter is when you tap into the invisible that you have access to in Jesus, and it will alter your visible situation. Another thing we see there is, is that the invisible is the parent <clears throat> the parent, I'm sorry, of the visible. God spoke, and from the invisible was birth, birthed the visible. In other words, the invisible parented the visible. And that's the principle that Paul is pointing out to us when faced with hardship. He says, when you are faced with hardship, allow the invisible realm, the eternal realm, to give birth to the natural realm that will alter the hardship, that will alter the situation we're going somewhere with all of this okay so just keep paying attention the visible <clears throat> you can also say is the outworking of the invisible that's another thing we see there when we just read that god spoke and from the invisible the invisible gave birth to the net na- to the visible we see that that the visible is the outworking of the invisible in other words the invisible has a greater power, greater influence, greater ability to alter the visible. So when you and I are faced with hardship, that's visible. That's natural. And we have another realm that we can tap into. It is going to alter the natural, visible realm. Amen. So the reason why this is important for us to understand is because that is exactly how faith works. Faith taps into the invisible realm to affect the visible realm. That's how believing works. You can put it that way. And so it is only by faith that we're able to successfully persevere through hardship. There is no way we can, I mean, people can try, maybe some people have, I don't know if, how successfully they did it. But we can persevere through hardship in our own strength, in our own ability, without trusting God, without depending on God's ability. I think it'll be a lot harder if ever we're able to overcome it. And here God tells us, this is that the only way we can really overcome hardship successfully is by persevering and by using our belief, our ability to believe, our faith. To tap into the invisible realm to affect the visible realm, amen. Look at this in Hebrews one. Uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews eleven, verse one. That's what what it tells us from the Passion translation. Watch us. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality. See that? It is we have a visible situation. We believe, and by believing, we hope. We hope for something, and we believe. And that belief taps into the invisible realm, and then it brings it into reality. See that? And becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. See, it's the foundation of overcoming hardship. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So once more you see that faith, believing, is what connects and taps into the invisible realm, which then gives birth to bring change and affect change in the visible or the seen realm. Praise God. Amen. So faith is how the invisible is manifested in the visible. That's something else that we see there. So to be in faith, really based on what we're saying in that context, to be in faith is to be certain of what you do not yet see. So you are faced with the hardship. You want, obviously, that to change. So you focus on the invisible, the supernatural, spiritual realm, the eternal realm. You focus on that, and that will change and affect what you are faced with. And we're going to get into how, the practicality of that in a moment, okay? I know that I'm giving you uh, a lot of things here about that, but I want to make sure we comprehend and we get that, and we get our mindset on that picture. Now, by belief and perseverance then is how things are manifested from the invisible realm into the visible realm. We've seen all that so far. By believing and perseverance and focusing on that realm. Amen. And I mean, an example of that. You know, if someone says, well, I don't know. I mean, what does it look like? I mean, do I even know how to do it? Where do I even begin? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Those of you who received salvation in Jesus, you've already done that. Because at one point you believed... And therefore that belief tapped into the invisible realm and brought about an effect of the new birth in your life. And you know that it went from the invisible realm into the visible realm because the change happened inside your heart. You know that you are born again, that you are saved, that you're on your way to heaven. But another good example of that is righteousness in Jesus. Having right standing before God, not because of what you do or what you don't do, but because Jesus made you righteous. You see, we have to understand that if we could achieve righteousness in and of ourselves, we don't need Jesus. It's because we cannot that we need Jesus. And so He made us righteous. Amen. And so what happens is is that the righteousness of Jesus, of God, that is unseen to us, but you know that you have it, because you believe it. And you know that it's on the inside of you. So it went from the invisible realm into the visible realm. All by faith, by believing. That's what I'm saying. You see, it is belief that manifests the righteousness in Jesus from the unseen realm into the seen realm. This is why you have conviction. And you know that you have right standing before God, not on the basis of your or performance, but on the basis of who you are in Jesus. That is an example of drawing something from the invisible into the visible by believing, by faith. And to go back <clears throat> to what Paul said to us, that is how we overcome hardship. That is how we persevere through hardship. Not by focusing on the things we see and the natural things we're going through and you know what people are doing to us and what things are doing to us and how this is affecting us. And I'm not saying get into denial about all that. Handle it tactfully. But ultimately our focus needs to be on the invisible realm. Because that has the greater power to affect our natural visible realm. In other words, believe and trust God. See what He says about it. Own those promises. Apply those promises. Because they are yours in Jesus. Amen. And so it is the same (coughs) certainty that helps us persevere through hardship. The exact same principle, the same certainty that helps us persevere through hardship. Look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. We're going to read it from two different translations that we're familiar with. But let's read it in the context of what I'm sharing with you today. It says from the King James. For we walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, we live by believing, not by sight. By what we see. Can you see that that's talking about the principle I've shared with you? About the invisible and the visible realm. And then look how the New Living puts it. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Now he's not saying being in denial about the natural things. What he's saying is my greater focus, my greater confidence is in the invisible realm, not the visible realm. In other words, what he's saying is, I live by the unseen when faced with seen situations. And so, again, that's echoed right there. So we need to focus on the invisible to overcome the visible. Amen. You see, our faith needs to be anchored in the invisible realm and not on what we face in the visible realm. I know that I'm rehashing and putting these in different ways because I want us to internalize that truth because that is how we will and we do overcome and persevere through hardship. You see, when we have the invisible in our hearts and our minds, it is only a matter of time before it will show up in the visible seen realm. That's something else that we've seen in all that we've covered so far. This is why we need to be anchored in what we don't see in the midst of hardship. Whenever we face with with anything, regardless of how long it may go on for, we need to be focused on what we don't see in the invisible realm. Because that will affect the visible realm. I trust that 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 point is driven home. This is the foundation for where we're going because in what I'm going to share with you in the weeks to come, you'll see how all this comes into play and it helps us understand the things that I'm going to share with you in Scripture more so on the basis of this understanding. And so to illustrate what I've just shared with you this entire time, I want to point you to, I want to draw your attention to What we know as icebergs. You know that specifically in the North and the South Pole where it's really cold, there are icebergs. And places where it is cold, we find icebergs. Ships have to be careful that they don't get sunk by icebergs, like the Titanic, for example. I mean, icebergs are pretty powerful just in and of themselves. (laughs) Not by intention, but that's the way it is. And so... What I'm saying to you, and to illustrate everything I've shared with you so far, is is that you and I need to be like an iceberg. (laughs) I know some of you are looking like, huh? I don't like the cold. Just stay with me. But listen to what I said. In the context of everything I shared with you, you and I need to be like an iceberg. Let's talk a little bit about that for a moment. Icebergs have been seen to move against the strongest of winds in the ocean. I have actually seen video clips. I have seen and read and looked at things where there is an iceberg just floating in the middle of the waters, the ocean. And I see these strong, strong winds blowing in this direction. And yet, I've seen the iceberg moving against the wind quite comfortably without an issue. You would think, surely the wind, and some winds are really strong. I'm about to show you that. But yet, the iceberg moves against the wind seemingly um, just effortlessly. And you know, when I looked at that, I thought, why is that? And here's the reason why. It is because it's a fact between 70 and 90% of the iceberg's mass, total size, is under the water. It's not above the water or the water, whichever you prefer. The majority of the size of the iceberg is in the water and it is unseen by the naked eye most times. And so even though when you look at an iceberg, when you're on a ship or you're on the surface, the land, and you look at an iceberg, you think, hmm, it's such a tiny thing and look how it's moving against the wind. That's because there is something way bigger below it, the the, the part of it, that is actually being driven by the currents of the water in the water. So when the current is pushing this way under the water, It is pushing the bulk of that iceberg. And so on the surface, you may have the strongest of winds blowing, but because the mass, the size above the water is a lot smaller than that below, the current is able to move it seamlessly and effortlessly against the wind. And in essence, this is what we've seen today in Scripture. What Paul, what God is saying to us is is that, yes, you see a certain picture when you face hardship. But there is something way powerful, way bigger, way mightier in the invisible realm. And that's where you are. You are a mighty giant in Jesus. And it's the current, the power of God that is pushing you in the unseen world that is going to get you through that hardship. It is pretty powerful, awesome stuff. And at the end of the day, is that the current in the water has the greater advantage to that of the wind above the water because of the size of the iceberg in the water. And that's in essence, in all the scripture we've seen today and what I've shared with you, that's in essence why we see it says, focus on the unseen and not the seen. Because the unseen is way more powerful. It is able to change your circumstance. And you can persevere and go through that hardship. Because you have God. You have eternity. You have the invisible realm. The spiritual realm. The supernatural realm. You have Jesus. You have the finished work of the cross. That is just propelling you. Pushing you against every hardship. So that you may be victorious and overcome it. It's powerful, powerful stuff. So. The scene is moved against the wind by the unseen current in the water when it comes to an iceberg. All right, so at this point, you're probably thinking, I'd love to see what it looks like. And I knew that you were going to ask that. So I came prepared. So I'm going to show you what it looks like. I'm going to show you two photos of an iceberg. And then I'm going to explain what I was talking about. And then I'm going to show you a short video clip. Of the actual situation so you need to pay close attention real quick because a 20-second video clip unless you pay real close attention you're going to miss what I'm trying to show you so make sure you listen carefully now okay so firstly let me show you an iceberg in the water now this is taken with a camera where it shows the above the water and below the water watch this here it comes so there is an iceberg and as you can see The size under the water is way bigger than the size on top of the water. Now, this is a fairly uh, smaller one. Most of them have between 70 to 80 percent, 90 percent, I'm sorry, of its mass under the water. This one's close, but you can see. So now imagine the wind above the water blowing from right to left. And then imagine the current in the water or under the water flowing from left to right which of the two do you think is going to have the greater advantage obviously the current under the water because it has a bigger surface to push and to propel you follow now just in case that doesn't make sense to you I'm going to show you now another slide which is going to we can move on from that which is going to show you what I've just described. So here it comes, the very same thing, but now I've got some extra things there to show you what I meant. Let's put that on there. Alright, so if the wind is blowing against the iceberg on the surface above the water, and then there's a current flowing under the water the opposite way, can you see that the current under the water is going to have the greater advantage, the more power, and even though the winds above may be so mightily and strong, It is not going to succeed in letting the wind push it the other way. It is going to succeed in pushing against the wind. And this is the picture that I'm painting for you here and everything we've read. We've seen where we are told when you are faced with hardship, when the wind is blowing against you, no matter how strong, how mighty it is, if you focus on the invisible realm, focus on the invisible realm, you have Jesus, the finished work of the cross, God's grace, God's power. You have God himself that is pushing you in the, in the in, invisible realm with a great advantage. This is why you can persevere because it is not you who has to do it. It has been done for you in and through Jesus at the cross. And just depend on that victory. That's why Jesus said, be confident, be certain for I have overcome the world. What he means by that is, is that I am the current in the unseen realm, that is going to get you through this. Amen? Pretty powerful stuff. Now, I'm about to show you the promised 20-second video. Now, before I show it to you, let me just say something, so you don't miss it when you watch it, okay? As it comes on, you're going to see an iceberg. You're going to see the top of the iceberg, which doesn't look that big. But I've just shown you what they actually look like under the water. And that's exactly the situation here. Now you are going to see on the video clip, the wind is blowing strong. So strong that whoever was holding the camera had a hard time holding it still. Because it was that strong. And you'll hear it in you know the recording through the microphone of how strong the wind is. And so the wind is blowing in this direction. It's blowing in a north west direction strong you will see that in the ripples of the water behind the iceberg you'll actually see by the ripples the direction of the wind and how strong it's blowing because it's actually moving the surface water all right but then you are going to see how the iceberg is moving in the opposite direction and then actually south or downward And so you are going to see it move, even though the wind is blowing the opposite way, the iceberg is moving against it quite smoothly without any real struggle. Because of what I've just explained to you. Now, to make sure that you capture that, what I've done is on the actual video on the screen, you're going to see the whole thing on the screen. In the very beginning, you're going to see a blue dot and a red dot. And they are going to come together and it's going to stay red. You can use that as a marker because that is not going to move from the middle of the screen. And I'll put that there so you can actually see how the iceberg moves downward. You'll see the dot stays in that position, but the iceberg moves. And that will show you how that iceberg is moving against the wind, even though it's as strong as ever because the current under is so much more powerful. Now remember, I'm sharing all this with you. To illustrate what we've just seen in Scripture today. When we are faced with hardship, don't focus on the natural, the seen realm. Focus on the unseen, invisible realm, the supernatural realm, where you have the total backing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you can persevere because you will overcome these hardships. Amen. All right. So let's play that video and I'll be right back. Pretty powerful, isn't it? Could you see it? Could you see it moving against the wind? And you could hear how strong the wind is? Well, you see, at the end of the day, this is what God is saying to us today. As we lay the foundation for why persevere through hardship. We can persevere through hardship because we know we have something greater. Someone greater that is in the current with us. Pushing the greater part of us and propelling towards the victory we have in Jesus. If anything, I trust that this is encouraging someone, blessing someone. I can feel the anointing right now, and I can feel it. I know that my own heart has been encouraged here. Amen. You see, winds of hardship will come, but in Jesus, we have all we will ever need to persevere through them. That's what we've seen today. You see, what we have in the invisible realm is far superior to what we face in the visible realm. Amen. Winds of hardship may blow, but they are never greater and more powerful than the unseen currents of God that move us toward the victory we have in Jesus. Praise God for that. Amen. You see, on the surface, we may seem insignificant, We may seem small. We may seem powerless. We may seem incapable. That's on the surface. That's the seen world. But honestly, under the surface, in the water with the current, we are mighty and more than conquerors in Jesus. And that's what God is saying to you and I today. Let's keep our eyes on Him. Let's keep our eyes on His ability The finished work of the cross. God's grace. God's power. Amen. Because we have it all in Jesus. Let's end with Romans 8 verse 37 from the Amplified Translation. Talking about hardships here, Paul says to us, Yet in all these things, in other words, in all these hardships, we are more than conquerors. See, you're not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. A more than a conqueror is the one who enjoys the victory that someone else got. This is why we enjoy the victory that Jesus already got for us. This is why we are more than conquerors. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through Him. Praise God, who loved us so much that He died for us. Praise God, praise God. Amen. I trust that this encouraged and blessed you today. Now don't miss in the week, in any, any of the sessions in the week to come, any other messages. Because I know that on this foundation now we're going to take this further. And I'm going to share some more things with you that I know are going to continue encouraging you. And they are going to help you realize that when you are faced with hardship, when you are faced with any situation, yes, you are certainly like an iceberg on the surface <laughs> It may seem winds are against you, you're not that big, what is this going to do to you? But under the surface, you are mighty, powerful, God's current is there, and you can persevere, and you will overcome whatever you are facing. Amen? Not because of what you do or what you don't do, but because of what God has done for you in and through Jesus. Believe it and receive it. Amen? We trust that you are blessed by this message. For more information about our ministry or to make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel, please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com.